pray for us this morning and then we're going to talk about are you all in that's what our talk is about this morning let me pray for us father thank you so much for what we've heard this morning about jesus and what he's done for us jesus we're just so grateful that you died for us and that we can live in the good of that because of what you've done at the cross i pray this morning as we speak about are you all in that you would just uh, really speak to our hearts i pray for our hearts to be open as we hear what i said in jesus name amen amen Fantastic. So we've heard some great stuff from Joe McNamara. Give me a cheer if you think Joe's been great this week. I think, I think so. Joe has been fantastic. And Joe has just been going so beautifully through the story of Ruth, t- telling us that God has a plan for us on day one. God provides for us on day two. God pours out his grace for us on day three. And then hearing about how it all points to Jesus today. And here in This Is What You Came For, we've had some good talks as well on the first day. Anyone tell me what was the hashtag from the first day? Anyone remember? Yep. Yes. And you were the person who got soaked. Is that right? What a legend. He was in a paddling pool getting soaked up here. And it was hashtag firm foundations. Day one, we heard about building on firm foundations. Day two, we had Stephen Dawson. What was Stephen talking about? Everyday grace that God gives us. Everyday grace. Fantastic. And day three, we had Katie Verger. What was she speaking on? She was speaking on praying and actually that we can enjoy praying. Well, today I would like to talk about hashtag are you all in? What does are you all in actually mean, though? What does that actually mean? Any of you been swimming? Hands up, you've been swimming. I love swimming. Swimming is one of my favorite things to do. And I thought I would show you an illustration of what it means to be all in. So I'm going to get my helpers to come up. You guys want to see an illustration of what it means to be all in? Woo! Fantastic. Let's give this a go then. Right. Karis, hold the mic for me. I shall. Lots of wires here. So did you know in 12 to 14 that we do actually have our very own swimming pool? Did you know that? And it's open. See, it's open. And you're allowed to dive in as well if you want to. So I'm going to jump up here. Make sure your pockets are empty. Hopefully this table doesn't collapse. I did it earlier and it collapsed, so it could be fun. Here we go. So I'm going to sit on this seat here. Maybe you want to know what it means to be all in. Well, we've got our swimming pool here, okay? And maybe some of you, when I say all in, actually, you're, just, you're, you're not sure what I mean by that. So there's three stages that I want you to remember today. The first stage, you know when you get in a pool, it's a bit cold. This is freezing, by the way. My foot is going numb already. First stage, when you get in the pool, maybe you're getting in the cold sea. I don't know if you guys go swimming in the sea. You kind of just dip your feet in, don't you? And you kind of pull it back out. It's like, oh, my goodness, that's freezing. Well, that's the first stage that we have. Maybe you're just dipping your feet in like so. Okay, maybe you're just dipping your feet in. And then you have that next stage, don't you? When you sort of, you walk out into the sea and there's that sort of awkward moment when bits of you are getting wet, which don't like, you don't like getting wet and it's really cold and it's really cold. So I'm going to do that next. So I'm going to sort of go waist deep, yeah? How's that sound? Let's go waist deep. Okay, he's going waist deep. It is really cold in there. Oh, he's gone waist deep. Okay, so we're waist deep now. So that's stage number two. Maybe you're dipping your toes in stage one or maybe you are... Waste deep. And this is, this is waste deep water, okay? I'm not, I'm not just sort of in a bin with nothing in it. What does it mean to go all in? What do you think it means to go all in? Completely under. I'm not going to do that today, am I? Yes! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. That is what it means to go all in. So you've got three stages. The first stage 
you have your dipping your toes in. The second stage, you've got your waist deep. And the third stage is you go all in. So practically, that is what it looks like. And I'm now going to continue my talk soaking wet. How does that sound? <laughs> Wonderful. We've got some beautiful assistants here. Imagine if that tipped all over you. That'd be funny. Swimming pool is now closed. Wonderful. The swimming pool is now closed and I am soaking wet. Well, do you know that when we talk about going all in, we don't just talk about swimming pools. We can actually be talking about our faith as well and our faith in Jesus. What does it mean for us to go all in? Well, did you know that what does Stephen tell us? Stephen said in his seminar, he said, it is not about what we do. He said it is about what he has it is about what he has done, absolutely. Well, what did Jesus do? We heard Joe say it beautifully this morning. Jesus gave himself for us. Even though he lived a perfect life, he died on a cross to take all of the things that we have done wrong. And he took the punishment we deserve. Who can tell me what this was, what Joe was doing earlier? When he was doing that, what was he doing? The great exchange. Great. So Jesus exchanged his life for our life. That is the great exchange. And did you know, we heard Steph Liston speaking so great about it last night, that Jesus died on a cross and he was spat at, he was humiliated, he was, he was te his tears were blood, and he was just being mocked by people. And he, had, he died the most painful death imaginable. I'm going to get my wife, Karis, to read us a verse from the book of Isaiah in the Bible. Can you do that for us? And following that, we're going to have an exciting time, which I'm, going to not, I'm not going to tell you about yet. Karis, read to us from Isaiah. It says in Isaiah, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Do you know what the most amazing thing about that verse is that that sounds right, it just describes Jesus' death perfectly, and that sounds like someone's written it afterwards. We heard Joe talking about the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Well, they were accounts that were written after Jesus, Jesus had died. This one here was written 700 years before Jesus even walked on the earth. That's just incredible that someone prophesied that, which means that they foresaw, God told them, and they foresaw it, and then they wrote it down. And that tells us exactly what Jesus has done for us. Is that he died on the cross, and he went to the tomb, is that the end of the story? No, it is not the end of the story. We are going to have some world-class acting now. Okay, so if I could invite my volunteers to come and join me, I'd like my disciples to come and sit over here somewhere. And I need someone to play Jesus. You, sir, have you come? Okay, so we've got this story. We've got Jesus dying on the cross. We, we know about that story. He hung on a cross. Okay, and that's not the end of the story, though. I thought it would be great for us just to act out the next little part of this story. Okay, so we've got our disciples. Jesus, come over here. What is your name? Kai. Kai from? Cornerstone City Church. Fantastic. Give him a round of applause. Kai is going to play Jesus today, okay? And I am going to narrate, and Kai, you're going to act as if you're Jesus, okay? We've got our disciples over here. Okay, it says this in the Bible. It says that Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene. 
Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene. There, okay, wonderful. And there was also two other women that were there. There was Mary and Joanna. They saw Jesus. World-class acting, wonderful. And they ran and told the disciples. And the disciples were just like, what are you on about? He died. Do you not see him die? He died. They tried to tell him, and they didn't believe about They didn't believe it. It then says that Jesus appeared to two men on a road to Emmaus. So from here, can you appear to two men on the road to Emmaus? Ah, Jesus! He's alive! Ah. He appeared to two men and they came running through. He's alive, they were shouting. And they went up to the disciples and they spoke to the disciples. And they said, we've seen that Jesus is alive. And they still didn't believe him. They still didn't believe them. They were like, he's dead. He died. And then we hear that Jesus himself actually appears to the disciples. Ah, now they believe that Jesus has risen from the dead. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much, guys. Go and take a seat. Hope you guys enjoyed that. World-class acting, wonderful. He appears to the disciples. And we then read in the book of Luke and also in the book of Matthew that he goes on to say some really important things to those disciples. Okay, he goes on to say some really important things. And we're going to get up on the screen now. Can you just flick through? There we go. I'd like us to say this all together. Okay, you all see the screen? Can you all see the screen? We're going to say this together after three. He said this to the disciples. One, two, three. Go and make disciples of all nations. Again, one more time. One, two, three. So he told them to go and make disciples of all nations. What on earth did Jesus mean by this? Go and make disciples of all nations. What does that mean? What he meant is go and tell people about Jesus. Go and tell your friends about Jesus. Go and tell those who don't know, your family, who Jesus is. And they started, there was just uh, the 12 disciples, okay? And they, they started with this message of go and tell disciples. And now we are in 2016, and I looked it up, and they say, it says that there's around a billion people today who would call themselves a Christian, and what does that mean? That means that those billion people have heard the gospel. They have heard about Jesus. And where did it start? Did it start with half a billion people telling another half a billion people that Jesus had risen from the dead? No. It started with 12 people. And that was it. 12 people. And they told someone, and then they told someone, and then they told someone. And that is where we are today. And that is what I want to say to you, that do you know, you are part of that same go and make disciples of all nations. You are part of that just the same as those disciples were. You are part of his plan. Did you know that? Joe said, God has a plan for us. Say, God has a plan for us. You are part of that plan even today at New Day. We've heard some great stuff about Jesus. Well, you are part of that plan. Do you know Jesus doesn't have a plan B? This was his plan A, and he had one plan. He would come to earth. He would die He would for what we have done wrong. He would rise from the dead, and he would say to his followers, go and make disciples of all nations. So you are part of this plan, individually, 
All of you are part of this plan. I am part of this plan. And that's just such an exciting thing to be a part of. Wow, like we're the same as the disciples. We are Jesus' disciples here. Soon we're going to be leaving New Day. And we're going to be going back to school. Not good at all. I'm also going back to school. I'm a teacher uh, just the same as Joe. Not an English teacher, though. And we're going to be going back to school. And do you know what? It's not fun to think that we're going to be going back to school, is it? And when we go back to school, we're going to, have, we're going to be surrounded by people who do not know Jesus. Well, I wanted to offer three practical tips about how we can go and make disciples, about how we can share Jesus. How does that sound? You guys up for that? Okay, right. Number one, let's get it up on the screen. Pray. Number one, if you've got pen and paper or you've got your phone or you're making notes, three ways, three practical tips when it comes to sharing our faith with others. Number one is pray. This is the first and the most important thing to do. The Bible talks all about the importance of prayer and how actually that can influence other people as we pray for them. And we can pray that God would change their hearts or even soften their hearts to be, to be open to the gospel. That is an amazing thing we can do. Let me tell you, I am not very good at doing this. I'm going to share a story with you guys about how I didn't pray and I thought I was just going to get through on sharing the gospel with someone. So I said I work at a school... We have a caretaker at our school. Do you guys have caretakers at your school? He's like the most amazing guy. He's like a handyman. Anything wrong, you give him a call. He's like, yeah, I've got it down. I'll get it sorted. I'm sure you guys have got guys like that in your church as well. Well, I just really felt one day that I would love to share Jesus with this caretaker. I thought, I'd love to share Jesus with him. And I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about it. I was like, how am I going to share my faith with him? How am I going to share Jesus with this guy? And I tried all sorts of ways. I tried to get in the same room as him at the same time and then kind of just wait for an opportunity and nothing happened. I tried to kind of, I got his number and started texting him and being like, you know, do you want to hang out? What well, he wasn't really interested, no real reply. And then it dawned on me. What do you think dawned on me? Say it together. Pray. It dawned on me, I need to pray that God would make an opportunity for me to share Jesus. So the next day, I was praying in the morning, and I said, God, give me an opportunity to share the gospel with my friend, Damon. Guess what happened the next day? Guess what happened? I had an opportunity, right? So I walk into the staff room, and it's just me and my friend, Damon, and I don't even say anything. Okay, he's like, Jono, I would, just, I would just love to chat to you about some stuff that's going on in my life. I was like, what? Okay, yeah, trying to try it cool. Okay, okay, talk to me. And he just went on to share about loads of stuff that's going on in his life, loads of things that he's finding hard, and actually he started to ask me some questions, and I was honest about how I've, you know, there's some really hard stuff going on in my life at the moment as well. And then I said and started to talk about Jesus. I said, but I've got Jesus. And do you know what? I go to a great church, and I'm surrounded by people who love me and who care for me. And I just had the most fantastic opportunity to share my story with him. So I listened to him, and I shared my story with him. So point number one is pray, okay? And then God will make an opportunity, okay? God is so good and faithful at that. And then just within this, I want to say, it's just so great to listen 
People just want to talk all the time, just to listen to what they've got to say, listen to their hardships, okay? And then you can share a little bit about your story. I didn't go through the book of Matthew and say, do you know, Jesus did this, 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 and this for you. That wouldn't be a bad thing for me to have done. I just said, this is what Jesus has done in my life. And it just really, really spoke to him. So point number one is pray. Wonderful. Point number two on the screen, Karis. Walk the walk. Everyone get up. Come on. Up we get. I would like you to walk, not to the person next to you, walk to someone within a couple of steps of you and give them a high five. Go. Not to the person next to you. Then go back and sit back down. Sit back down. Well done. You have just walked. Fantastic. Okay. What do I mean by walk the walk? What I am not saying here, I am not saying that we have to do certain things to become a Christian. Okay, I'm not saying that. Stephen spoke about that yesterday, didn't he? Sorry, not yesterday, on Wednesday, I think it was. He spoke, we don't have to do things, okay? It's not about what we do, it's about what he has. Excellent. And what I am, what I am saying is that we can know the love of God, as I just said about my story. We can know the love of God, and then we can share the love that we found with others, just by the way we live. It says in the book uh, of 1 John, it says, we love because he first loved, that, loved us. I've got that engraved on the inside of my wedding ring with my wife here. There's no way that I can love if I don't know that I'm loved first. And it's just such a great way to start. Well, I've got another story I'd love to share with you about my wife, Karis, actually. Come and stand out of us, Karis. So Karis is what, the most thoughtful person that I know. And there was, this was just an amazing story about how Karis walked the walk with her faith. So picture it with me. You've got friends in your church who don't know Jesus. Okay, most churches have that, which is fantastic. We had a friend in our church, and he had never known Jesus. He didn't know Jesus, but he was just coming along to our small group, and it was brilliant. And our small group decided to have a pancake night, because it was pancake day. Hands up if you like pancakes. Hands up if on pancake day you eat, like, more than two pancakes. Three, four, five, six, seven. And only more than ten. Well done, you. So you eat lots of pancakes, right? Anyway, we, we had pancake day, and a couple of days before, our friend Jason, okay, who, like I said, he wasn't a Christian, he was just coming along, just a really good friend of ours, he was coming along to pancake day, but a couple of days before, he just found out that he was diabetic, right? He just found out he was diabetic, and he, that meant that he, he had to be really careful about the sort of sugar he ate, he had to be careful about, you know, he couldn't just go eating loads of chocolate spread, Nutella, I don't know what you guys like on your pancakes. He couldn't do anything like that. Okay, and, it, and he, was, he wasn't looking forward to it, but he was like, I'm going to come anyway. Anyway, he walked through the door, and my lovely wife here, Karis, what did you do, Karis? I handed him a jar of diabetic jam. She gave him a jar of diabetic jam. Now, by the time we got to Tuesday, I'd forgotten that Jason was diabetic, right? So I'm like, hey, man, what are you going to have? Nutella, what can I get for you? He's like, I'm diabetic. I was like, uh, Unfortunately, I married this wonderful lady. She just comes through, and she's like, Jason, do you know what? We heard that you're diabetic. I bought you some diabetic jam. And the guy is far from emotional, okay? He, 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 seems like he, he seems like he's got it together, and he, just, he was just welling up, just welling up in this moment. He's like, oh, Karis, like, you, got, you, you got me some diabetic... I didn't even know diabetic jam existed. 
And he just sort of welling up, and he's like, oh my goodness. Like, that is just the most amazing love that he's just shown me. Okay, and he was in tears through our generosity and through Karis' thoughtfulness. And actually, an amazing part of the story is that he kept on coming to church, and he kept on coming to church, and eventually he gave his life to Christ. How fantastic is that? And I just, I just think that this was such a key moment for him. He might not necessarily have understood the gospel fully, but he saw the gospel worked out. He saw someone showing the love of God, and that was just an amazing thing. And the funny thing was, he, he kind of cottoned on to what Karis did, and he's like, oh, I see that I need to kind of watch and listen what people say and then kind of act out that love. Karis was just randomly eating a satsuma at church one Sunday, right? And he obviously saw this from the other side of the room. Karis, like, you like satsumas, but you... Well, you love satsumas, but you're not like crazy, crazy about them. It's just like a standard fruit that you eat, right? Anyway, the next like five Sundays, Jason just comes up to Karis and he's like, would you like a satsuma? So you like, it, it, it's passed on, isn't it? it gets conta- it's contagious. When we show someone the love of God, it is contagious. So that's point two. We walk the walk. How can you show the love of God to others when you're back at school? How can you show the love of God to others? Maybe it's just sitting with someone who sat on their own. Maybe it's that. Maybe, I don't know, it's sharing something that you have with someone who doesn't have much. That's a great way for us to show the love of God. So that's point two, walk the walk. Point number three is be brave. Say, be brave with me. Be brave. Should I tell you a story about when I wasn't brave at sharing my faith? I'm, like I said, I'm not necessarily the most brave person, and God's just been really showing me how to do this. Well, I'd been a Christian, I became a Christian about five years ago, when I was 22, I got saved at university in my final year, and shortly after that, about six months after being a Christian, I felt God say, just give a life volunteering for the church, and there's a volunteer, volunteering year called Impact, and that's just a brilliant way of giving your life and serving the church for a year. I felt God say that to me. One of my first tasks as an impactor working for the church was to go to Tesco, so the normal person who did this wasn't available, go to Tesco and buy a load of uh, pita bread and buy a load of grape juice. Anyone know what this might have been for? Communion. Okay, so I'm like, okay, and we're quite, um, in Brighton, we're quite a big church. I mean, at the time I was buying it for all the sites, so that was quite a lot of people. And um, so I'm like, how much do I buy? And they're just like, just, just get all the pita bread they have. And because usually we get an order in, but actually someone, someone had not done that. So I had to go to Tesco, buy as much pitcher bread as you can, buy as much grape juice as you can, and then I want you to bring it back. I was like, I can do that. That's easy. I go to Tesco all the time. Walked into Tesco, went to the shelves, got all the pitcher bread, went and spoke to someone from Tesco and said, have you got any more pitcher bread? He said, yes, wait there. He came out, emptied more pitcher bread into my trolley. Any grape juice? There was like one cast, and I was like, oh, no, we're going to have to have something else, which wouldn't necessarily have been a problem. Anyway, someone went out, went out the back, bought all this grape juice out, and I'm wheeling my trolley up to the till and I just start unloading my trolley onto the conveyor belt. You know the conveyor belt? And there's so much stuff in my trolley that there's not enough to go on the conveyor belt. So I'm just, it's, she's just kind of like scanning it through. And then it just dawned on me, this looks really weird, doesn't it? <laughs> I've just got like a thousand pita breads and about 55 cartons of grape juice. And then it dawned on me, She's going to ask, what's this for? And instantly I was like, 
I'm not going to tell her I'm going to church. Like, I'm not going to tell her this is for communion. That's just really embarrassing. I was just thinking, all these ideas, all these ideas through my head. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Maybe I could say that it's for a party and having a pita bread party. And I'm like, I don't know, she's not going to buy that. Maybe I, maybe I could say that my, my, I don't know, my friends who I live with just really like grape juice. Like, she's not going to buy that. It's 55 cartons of grape juice. She's not going to buy that. Anyway, I'm, I'm unloading it. Or anyway, she's excuse me, she says. And I'm like, uh, yeah. What's all this for? Out of my mouth, I just went, church. <laughs> she was like, sorry? <clears throat> Ch- uh, church. And then I had this amazing just conversation with her. But actually, it was just that moment that I, I thought that I was going to be brave. I'd become a Christian. I love Jesus. And I'm like, I'm going to really go for this. Instantly, one of the first opportunities I had to say that I went to church I was so close to just trying to give an excuse. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, church. And I'd had so many different option, opportunities before that where people had asked me, you know, oh, what are you doing this Sunday? Or what are you doing on Wednesday night? I don't know. All these different opportunities. And I, I just hadn't gone for it. But this was my time. And I came out with a feeble church. So we want to be brave. I love the film, We Bought a Zoo. Anyone seen this film? Hands up, have you seen this film? I would like to play you a clip from this film. How does that sound? Hopefully it's going to work. It's quite quiet, so listen carefully. Something she told me or something? I mean, I liked her. It's like you embarrass yourself if you say something. And you embarrass yourself if you don't. You know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery. And I promise you, something great will come of it. Okay, I love that film. We bought a zoo. It's all about these guys, this family who just bought a zoo. They've had this dream, and we're just going to buy a zoo. And we've actually been to the, the zoo. It's down in uh, Dart- Dartmoor. And this clip here... This, the boy was just sh- trying to have this conversation with his dad. He's like, I really like this girl. And I just, it's just really embarrassing. I don't know what to do. And he has this conversation with, with him. And he, he says, do you know what? Sometimes all you need in life is 20 seconds of insane courage. 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery. And that's what I want to say to you, actually, is in that moment when I was stood at Tesco, and I still have those moments every single day, often, week by week, I have moments where someone asks me about, what are you doing this Sunday? What, what are you doing on Friday night? Are you going to your youth group? You, have, you get asked these questions, or what do you believe? Do you believe God exists? What I want to say to you this morning is be brave. You have 20 seconds of insane courage, 20 seconds just to go for it and to say to someone that actually you're a Christian, actually on Friday night, I'm going to my youth group. Why don't you come along? And I wanted to say that to you this morning, just to go for it and to be brave. So we've got three points there. We've got pray. How do you share your faith with someone? We've got pray, number one. Number two is walk the walk, as we all did. And number three is be brave. Now, my mum, she is a lovely and very generous woman. And often she blesses me and my wife, Karis, just randomly with money. I don't know if you've got parents like that who kind of just give you a pound or two here and there just because you, so you can go and buy some sweets. When she gives it to us, she says this. She says, 
oh, well, you can't take anything with you when you get to heaven, can you? And we're like, okay. But I actually sat down and I thought about this. Oh, well, you can't actually take anything to heaven, can you? And I was like, that's not actually true. We can take people with us to heaven. We can take our friends with us to heaven. We can take our family with us to heaven. The people who don't know Jesus, they can come to heaven with us, not because of what we have done, but because of what he has. It's fantastic. So we can take people. And I would just love an opportunity now, actually, for us just to respond to what we've heard and that we can take people, we can be brave and we can be courageous. And we can actually say, like I did earlier, I'm all in. Okay, we can say, I am all in. I'm, you know, I might be dipping my toes in. I might be waist high. I want to be all in for Jesus. Can I ask you guys to stand to your feet? I would love to pray for us this morning. So just where you are, why don't you just stand to your feet? Keep facing the front. Keep tracking with me. I'd love to pray with us this morning. I'm going to pray for us. Why don't you stand quietly where you are, facing the front. Father God, I thank you for each and every one of these people in this room. I thank you that they have come this week to seminars to hear about what you have done for them. And Father, I just want to pray this morning, Lord God, that we've heard about this. We've heard about we're dipping our toes, we're waist height, or we're all in, Lord. Well, thank you, Jesus, that it's not about what we have done, but it is about It's all about what you have done. I just pray for each and every one of us in here that we could just be bold with sharing the gospel and that we could live a life that is completely sold out for what you have done, Lord God. We just want to say that we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I just want you to stay standing for a second. We've heard throughout this week that we've just had lots and lots of opportunities for people to go forward to accept Jesus. Well, I, I believe that there's people here that are in three different stages. Okay? Some of you might be in the stage where you're just dipping your feet in. Well, that's just fantastic. I want to say that we just love that you're at New Day. Maybe you've just been dipping your feet in and getting to know Jesus, but you actually don't know Jesus yet. That might be you. Well, Jesus would love to know you this morning. He would love you to come forward and to give your life to him. Maybe you're waist deep like I was earlier. You're at New Day and you're kind of just, you, you, you say you're a Christian, you've just been figuring God out. Maybe you're in that place. That's just a fantastic place to be in. And I'm so pleased that you're, you're at New Day. But maybe actually you want it to go a bit further now. Like I did earlier, maybe you want to say, actually, I've heard some great stuff about Jesus this week. I've heard some great stuff about what God, God has done. I want to be all in. Okay, and maybe you want to go fully under that water, actually, and you want to, you want to say, Jesus, I want to live my life fully for you. Or maybe there's some people here who are, you're like, I'm sold out. I'm all in. My head's wet. Every single part of me is soaking wet because I love Jesus. But maybe you would just love to be prayed for, to be brave, and to just be really courageous with sharing your faith so that when someone comes and asks you that actually that you're, that, you're that person that says, I love Jesus, I'm a Christian, and I want to live my life for this. Let me tell you that 
being prayed for is just such a fantastic thing. I want to ask you to do something brave now, okay? This is our last seminar, okay? It's been a fantastic week. I want, I want to ask you, if you feel like you're in one of those stages and you just want to take that next step, I want to ask you just to come, be brave and just come forward because we've got some guys that want to pray for you. Just come forward from where you are now, okay? And come and stand at the front and we've got some guys that would love to pray with you. If you feel like you're in that place. Wonderful. Wonderful.